On this episode, I go into the third tech trend of 2019 being blockchain, but the answer as to what blockchain will do for the small medium enterprise and not for profit may shock you. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 36 of Arv's Notes. So continuing on with the 2019 tech trends, we've already covered augmented reality, we've covered IoT, and the third one in this list uh, is blockchain. Now if you've been a long time subscriber of this series, and by long time I mean just about three months, you would have realized that I've already done quite a bit on blockchain. I've talked to what it actually is, the differences between blockchain and cryptocurrency, and how you should start to think about whether or not blockchain is going to affect you. But that perspective, and you can start watching that from about episode 16, is when I talk to what is blockchain. And then there are a few examples of blockchain within different verticals as well. So definitely go back and check out those episodes if you want a real description of it. So instead of doing the full-blown description, I'm going to give you a high-level one today, but then give you my perspective as to what will blockchain actually mean in the next 12 or 24 months for the small medium enterprise and not-for-profit. So at a high level, blockchain is what we are calling a decentralized ledger. In essence, it's a fancy name for a number of uh, pieces of recorded information that are recorded in sequence, effectively stored on a ledger, um, and is distributed across uh, a huge array of computers or nodes. It's decentralized because it's not going through a single source, but rather distributed across this entire network. And that entire network has to agree that a record being placed on this blockchain is valid. Now, that's a very, very, conv- very, very quick um, description or definition of what blockchain is. And if you want to see it again, go watch episode 16. And of course, obviously do your own research as well. And with blockchain, you're really looking for two things to see whether or not it's going to disrupt you or has the potential to disrupt you. And that is where trust and value are concerned. When we talk about trust, it's about, is there anything that I do on a day-to-day basis where I put my trust into a third party in order to handle a transaction or whatever it might be? And we'll use the financial markets as a good example of this, and we'll use the banks. The banks are a third party that we trust to hold on to our money. We trust banks to process transactions. We trust banks for to allow us to transfer money from one person to another. And the banks remove all the risks associated with it. And the second piece, and not just talking about trust, now the second piece being value, is that if anything of value can be recorded, then you are in danger or there's an opportunity to leverage blockchain. So you think about what cryptocurrencies are. They're effectively, it's effectively money that is stored on this blockchain. Uh, and we believe that these coins, whether it be Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, whatever it might be, holds value. And therefore we're happy to exchange that cryptocurrency for products and services, goods. Very similar to our monetary system, except this time we're storing it on a blockchain and that blockchain just happens to be called Bitcoin or Ethereum. And again, 
episode 16, 17, 18. Start watching those episodes if you want to dive into the detail. But for this episode, it's really about what is the material impact going to be in the next 12 or 24 months in the not-for-profit and the small-medium enterprise sector. Because this is a very, very large piece of technology that because it hasn't been adopted widespread across society and globally, not just within Australia, it poses a lot of challenges to the effectiveness or the applicability for the small business. And that comment holds true. If you were to ask me what I, what could a small medium enterprise do on blockchain, I would be saying very little. But that does not mean that the services that we as small businesses may consume to help our business run may not transition to blockchain. So what do I mean by this? Now, there could be a number of services, whether they be financial based, whether they be um, professional services, whatever it might be. It could be accounting. To tell you the truth, I don't quite know. That may find a way to use blockchain in order to improve its delivery. But for this SME, we're just consuming these services. So the fact that it's using blockchain doesn't necessarily affect us. Now, that's a very, very short, sharp and sweet episode because I'm telling you right now, if I was a small medium enterprise or not-for-profit, I would not be worried about blockchain. I would worry about letting my technology vendors, the technology uh, companies in the market, leverage this piece of technology and make it relevant to our market. But as an operator, I right now, now can't see how a small medium enterprise would even leverage it in order to create value within their organization. Which leads me to a point that I want to make in this video, which will actually give it that real juicy meat and potatoes, if you will, substance that you're probably looking for here. And that is every good technologist, every good CTO, business technology partner, advisor, whoever it might be, is, is good because they not only recommend the technologies you should be using, but equally be able to objectively understand what the technologies are and where it does not make sense, not pursue technology. So they should be rewarded for just as well for the technology products that they decline to bring to the table as they do bring to the table. And for many technologists today, that's a very hard thing because so often we can look directly in the tech space. We can be very, very optimistic about what emerging technologies can do. We'll often want to give everything a shot. We'll often see potential in so many things. And while the approach will always be, well, this technology may work and here are the risks associated with it. Do you want to try it out? Because we can always try it, see if it works and shelve it. And that optimism can often lead to proposals that are put onto the table uh, that don't really make any sense. And regardless of the risks that may be put down there, regardless of the rationale about having an agile environment, agile mentality around innovation, regardless of those more optimistic measures, a great technologist just knows when you should not be putting technology in the forefront and that there are other solutions available to you in order to solve that challenge. And so, Quite often, when I look at projects that 
seem to be focused way too much on technology, I always take a step back and I say to myself, what are we actually trying to solve for? And what is the outcome we're trying to achieve? And if I can first define that and then say, how else would you solve it? Now, if it's not technology, how else you may would you be able to solve it? Could you hire someone? Could you reskill existing people within your organization to be able to take on some of the work? Is there a process that we should be following? Is there a partnership in the market that with someone who can do that for us instead of us doing it internally? Is this something that is really only reserved for face-to-face interaction and we can't use technology? And so once you step back and you start to look at this more holistically from a real organizational perspective, you start to break down these silos of technology barriers in your mind to be able to start thinking about things uh, in a very different perspective. And quite often that thought process leads me down to a point to realize that actually the technology doesn't matter. At the end of the day, this was just a lack of skills that our current workforce didn't have. So all I really need to do is find a course or some sort of material that will be able to upskill them effectively. And realistically, that will actually create far more impact in a shorter amount of time. So that is it for this episode. While we started off on blockchain, we realized very, very quickly for the small guy, it doesn't really make sense just yet to adopt it. It's not proven 100%. It's not widespread within our societies and our communities. And so for the small guy with a limited back, uh, limited back end, limited infrastructure, limited capital, investing into it is either your core business or it's not. And if it's not, then let the market catch up let some maturity occur within the technology before you start to think about how you may internally start to leverage it in order to improve your services. Now, the one caveat I will put there is that every organization's perspective is going to be different. And so as long as you understand those two pieces, trust and value, and you can really see that this is fundamentally going to disrupt your industry and you want to pivot your business to be able to take advantage of that disruption, then by all means, if you really qualify within those within that framework of trust and value, then 100%, I think you should pursue it, or at least explore what it may look like. But I would almost argue that more than 99% of you out there will not have any immediate need 12 or 24 months for blockchain, and that there are probably other technology based projects that you should start looking at. So as always, thank you so much for taking the time to watch this episode. Uh, And as always, I can't wait to see you guys next time.